The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. We are coming to you from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we have our friend and our former client, Kari, here today. Kari Lavalley is joining us. Where do you live? I live in Blackstone, Massachusetts. She lives in Blackstone, Massachusetts. She drove up. Um, but first, we're going to start with a quirky tip of the day. You're going to toss that my way? Yeah. Careful. Yeah. Don't make anybody upset. <laughs> All right, so my quirky tip of the day today, you guys, is um, these lick sleeves for TPLOs, get a high-quality one, okay? So Jimmy um, got an infection, like, I don't know, five to six weeks after surgery, and it just got a little bit red, but I think it was bothering him more, and he was licking more. It wasn't a huge thing right after surgery and a temperature or anything, but there was something going on, you know, that he wasn't as comfortable. So I, you know, he's in a cone all day in the crate, fine and dandy. He sleeps on our bed. I'm not going to put him in a cone on our bed. And I swear to God, at night, he was like, oh, it feels kind of funny and licking. Waiting I have for done, us to go to sleep, yeah, of course. Yeah, I have done so many things. Oh, my God. I had, when I when I had ordered this one, I, like, had Scott's sock, like, covering it on one thing. And then I had to, like, tie it to his tail and then tie it to the other side of his body. To never on in the morning. He's like Houdini. Yeah, I ordered this for one from Amazon. It like goes and ties around his neck and all this stuff. Never on in the morning. So Interesting. When he went to eat, his leg would go up in the air. It was, <laughs> no, it was tied was, to his neck. No, he tied it to his collar. That didn't happen one night. He's like, I'm like, oh, he's gimpy again, but he just had the pressure. So if you are going to get a lick sleeve, get a super high quality one. And if your dog needs a TPLO and especially uh, has the surgery for the TPLO, make sure they're not licking it. Okay, Kari, welcome. Thank you so much for coming up. Uh, you wrote us after our 200th episode and said, I want to come on and talk about Portuguese water dogs. Portuguese water dogs and training them in water. Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. What is the sport called? So um, the Portuguese Water Dog Club of America has what we call water trials. And okay. the water trials have different levels on them, and they're supposed to sort of replicate, supposed to sort of replicate what they did with fishermen. Okay. Though they really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so can other breeds compete in this, or it's just... Not in those water trials. They're oh, only they're for, very hoity-toity, yes, this breed. They're <laughs> only for Portuguese water dogs. However, um, I, I trained with another woman who is a Portuguese water dog owner who was one of the very first judges for this who actually helped create these water trials. She started a program called Canine Water Sports. Okay. And that is open to all breeds. And is it similar, the training for that sport? and the Not other? at all. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it has similar components. You're still going to okay. train the dogs in the same way to get them to go into the water and train the water. But she has so many cool exercises. She has weaves in the water. Oh, fun. She has all kinds it's of like water aerobics. It, well, <laughs> it's way beyond aerobics. But, but she has all kinds of really Really cool things, um, and they they expand from what you would see uh, in the Portuguese Water Dog um, Club of America's trials. Okay, so. all right. Tell us a little bit about you before we get too deep into this. So you are an instructor. You have Kari's been both of our students over the past uh, decade yeah. plus. I know. We, I was actually go way back. I was actually one of Scott's first students when he moved to Massachusetts yeah, from like, Evil, California. Like, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it seems like 14, 15 years ago. It's getting to be a while. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're in twenty twenty four. So exactly. So yeah. She was committed. I was. <laughs> and, yeah. In more ways than one. And um, so, and 
then when Jess, when you guys opened the place in Lowell, I mm-hmm. became your student. So. Yeah. Yeah. So then, we go, I think, wasn't I like picking your puppy up for puppy class at one point? Like going. Yeah. So you yeah. had Belle. That was Belle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Kari like was teaching your professor. Yes. I'm a professor of BU at, at yeah. the College of General Studies. So she'd bring me the dog. She wanted to come to my class. What was that deal that we even did? I would come and meet you in Lowell and then bring her to my house. What? I don't even remember I how it worked. No idea. But literally like I babysat the dog so she could be in my puppy class because you had to teach and you yeah. didn't want the dog in the car all day. <laughs> right. There you go. So we go way back. Tell us about Portuguese water dogs and why they're your I have passion a question and all that. Oh, why do they go. look like they have no pants on? <laughs> okay, so that has to that actually has to do with their role as, as fishermen's dogs. So um, you shave off the butt, mm-hmm. essentially shave off the whole butt, and um, you just have the tail. Uh, a flag at the end, and that's so the fishermen could literally see them in the water because these guys are like super happy in the water, and their tail is straight up, and that's like literally the only thing you can see at certain okay. points. Okay, well, wouldn't that be um, up even if you didn't shave them? Um, yeah, but then you'd have drag. You'd have <laughs> okay. a lot of drag with lots of the hair, so you just you just leave the flag. Um, so that's supposed to decrease the drag on the powerhouse of the dog shaving the butt. Okay. But then you're keeping the lungs and the heart and all of warm. the intestines warm by leaving the coat on. Gotcha. So, and the fishermen, this is not what happens in the U.S. today, but the fishermen used to shave the muzzle and the face right up to about here so the dogs could see. Um, everybody that's, likes the That's fluff. so they can cut through the water with that <laughs> nose without the drag. No, no. <laughs> it's just so that they can actually see what they're doing, um, particularly yeah. since they were supposed to all also dive their head underwater and pick things up. So yeah, what um, did they do for the fishermen? Like what what was their role? So their role Keep was the birds away. <laughs> Let yeah. Car- we always have guests on and then Scott answers all the questions. It's okay. <laughs> the, um, luckily he answers them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, uh, un- surprising. Unluckily for his credibility and the podcast credibility. Continuity though. <laughs> he's just taking up taking up space. So oh, um, they were supposed to send messages between the two boats. So this is, think about think about pre-sonar, pre-radio. Yeah, yeah. Think about, you know, you're working off of small boats that you're usually rowing. Right, right? dories that are yeah, dories, dropped off right? of the big ship. So they're supposed to jump off those, take messages to other boats, to other fishermen. So how and far would they swim? Well, in our test, they have to swim 60 feet. But like in the but real world. Longer 60 than feet? 60 feet. Longer than 60 feet. Oh, clearly. Feet. Yeah. yeah. And they were supposed to work all day long. So um, They might people, tow a bottle of rum from one boat to Yeah, another. they could do that. <laughs> At least it was tied to a rope. <laughs> oh um, they were supposed to set buoys. So, you know, if you if, when you have a net, you usually have a buoy yeah. that marks where it's going to be. They would mm-hmm. set those buoys out so in the water. So the, the dogs themselves would do that. Yeah, they could drag the net out and set the net with the buoy <clears throat> Wow, out so there. very so practical, like very actual practical. Like, and they were working supposed dogs. to retrieve stuff you dropped overboard. Um, so they're supposed to dive and, and so, get things So, I mean, out. wasn't water intoxication a concern? Or, I mean... Well, they were bred for this. They were bred for this. So, but they're so, swimming all day, I guess. You they wouldn't just... breed them if so, they were dying. My favorite description of these guys is they are, a quote, very resistant to fatigue. Okay. And so when people get them as puppies, they're like, why is this puppy always busy? Yeah. Oh, because they're the very thing. resistant to fatigue. That's the other thing. Kari breeds these nut jobs, too. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. you have a lot of experience with the breed. When right. did you get involved in the breed? Um, I got involved in the breed in 2007 when I had moved back from Texas, um, okay. and I had uh, a colleague that um, I had worked with 
on lobster research, and she was breeding Portuguese water dogs. I had Siberian Huskies at that time. Oh, so a little bit of a switch up. Yeah. But a strong working dog again, right. and dogs and I, bred for a purpose. And I was actually looking for a new Siberian Husky, and she called me up and said, what are you? Are you crazy? Just They have a lot of fur. Are you stupid? Just come and get a Portuguese water dog. I have one for you. So it was just instant. <laughs> you loved it. It was awesome. We went and met it, and we said, this is a pretty nice dog, and we took it, and that was they Asta. Remind me of a, that was Asta. They remind me of poodles. With yes. the coat. Well, yeah. And even and the, a lot of structurally. Related. Yeah, they they're look, closely related yeah. to poodles. So. And they're very intelligent. They're very smart. They can be a little sharp sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of equate them on the same level as Border Collies. They're smart like Border Collies. They don't have quite as many... Low OD. tolerance for stupidity. <laughs> Low tolerance for stupidity. Um, <laughs> unlike a Border Collie, however, because they don't have the OCD behaviors, uh, they are like, okay, I did this three times. You apparently do not like what I am doing. Let me change it. Mm. So, training them is challenging because you have to like do three to five reps and stop. You have to like stop yourself because yeah, they and like didn't change things up. didn't Bell have like a really poor appetite? Wasn't it hard? Yeah, Bell did not. So there's a lot of Portuguese water dogs who don't have great appetites. Not good food drive. Yeah. yeah. So she was difficult until she had two litters and then she was starving all the time. Yeah. Good. Um, those and- hormones. Those hormones worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, the puppies sucking her dry. So I think worked for her. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but my guys all have good food drive and um, and he in particular has really spectacular um, toy drive. Okay. Yeah. So. She has one streak here um, uh, below the thing. We'll take photos for the thumbnail with them and maybe we'll get them up just so you can right. see them before the end. All right. So you saw the breed. I do want to like just do a disclaimer though here. This isn't a good like normal pet dog breed. The, you know, people think that they're great pet dogs because unfortunately the AKC says that they're good with children. Well, the AKC says a lot about Every it. Every dog is great yeah. on the yeah. AKC. Yeah, exactly. Akitas are lovers on AKC. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So um, they, they are difficult dogs. So they have extremely hard mouths and that's what people don't understand. They're not, they're not a golden. They're not a lab. Yeah. Um, they're they're gonna, not bred for that soft hold for like ducks exactly. or whatever. They're going to bring you back a duck that's got holes in it that's yeah. next broken feathers are falling out of it yeah. and it looks like a wreck. Yeah. Um, but that's because they were bred to move stuff in ocean water. So they yeah. have to have a really hard You bite. can't be carrying a buoy with a soft mouth Ex- through current. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, catching on now. So, yeah. So when they bite as a puppy, they bite. Yeah. I mean, they really, really bite. And yeah. they have, you know, like all puppies, they have needle teeth. And so yeah. it's really mm-hmm. quite painful. Um, <laughs> and and also like Border Collies and like some other dogs, if you sort of move your hands around, they're going to be like, oh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just bite you. Um, they all, so kids are bad. I mean, I think kids are bad because kids like, you know, they flail yeah. about, particularly little kids, yeah. they flail about and they're crazy and they squeal and that's going to like get their attention instantaneously. Yeah. Um, and so... I, I won't place any puppy with a family that has kids under six. Yeah. Well, and really, I mean, most of your puppies are like doing something in some sort of sport discipline right. for the most part, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, they don't seem like they would do well just sitting on the couch all day. No, they'd probably yeah. eat the couch. Yeah. Um, I just want to, I just want to make that disclaimer here while we're talking them up and saying all these great things, you know, cause I mean, poodles to me are still a working breed as well, but I think they're more they're bred more for mellow. the pet dog spectrum and than the Portuguese water dog. Yeah. yeah and this is like, uh, this and that is, being said, people have a lot of trouble with poodles too. Yeah. A lot. We see poodles all the time for aggression yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Um, okay, so I just want to say that because they're not a super popular breed. No, they're becoming very popular. Oh, they are now? They're becoming very, very popular. Um, and so, Are they doing know, like coat color stuff? Like, Yeah, well, not, we don't have merles, thank God. Okay. But we do have... Oh, it's coming. <laughs> white, we have whites and creams. Okay. And um, we're seeing more of those. And I've seen like some apricot or silvery ones or those something too. the creams. Too. The creams, okay. Yeah, so... And, and that's um, a, def- a breed default normally? Nope. 
Oh, okay. Not yet. Um, as long as they've got the right pigmentation. So they're supposed to have big black pigmentation in their mouth. But they're like would, have... would the fishermen sometimes have like a they cream? Usually you wouldn't, usually you wouldn't see a white one in there because they get sunburned. Oh, okay. So, okay. But it's like the goldens that were bred forever ago. Creams were popping out and mm-hmm. still, okay. I understand. Right. Okay. So. All right. So I just wanted to clarify what the breed was and that it's not necessarily is the breed for you. So you got involved in, um, in 2007, you said? I did. That was my first one it was 2007. And I started doing obedience with it. Um, Asta was a very sweet girl. We all she know Asta. She was very sweet. And then when Scott came here, we did nose work, although she much preferred barn hunt. She really mm. liked killing. <laughs> yeah. Chasing live things. things. Yes, Hunting she did. for live things. So, like, she wiped my yard out of chipmunks. She just killed them all. Here's this sweet dog, and she was like this massive chipmunk. You, you got to put a little so. that birch odor on the chipmunks. <laughs> I didn't go, have to go. do that. <laughs> they drop buoys so. and they act like Jack Russell's. It's all right. good. All right, let's go to break super quick, and we get back. We're going to talk more about these water sports because that's really why we're here. Right. You don't want to keep up with all the latest from the Quirky Dog podcast, like me and Murphy here? Then make sure you head on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you prefer to listen to the madness, go on over to iTunes or Spotify and follow the Quirky Dog Podcast. And hey, while you're there, leave a rating and review and let them know what you think of the show. Until then, keep it quirky. He's kind of not joking. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so the water sports, you started in obedience. When did you get into the fake fisherman thing? So I tried with Asta and she was a Portuguese waiting dog. Um, she did not really like to swim, although okay. she was actually a very good swimmer. And so I had to, in my second dog, which was her son, Darwin, Darwin. he was a very nice he dog. He was a fabulous dog. I um, liked Asta a lot too, but Darwin had more drive and he was yeah. more well-rounded and, yeah. and very had, social. We had an above ground pool in our yard. And, and one day I come out and my husband says, Oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. And so I'm standing on the deck. <laughs> the Portuguese and, water dog was swimming. <laughs> and, and, no, he went oh. to the edge of the pool and he jumped straight into it and he was swimming. And I was like, how's he going to get out of this above? Mm-hmm. Ground pool. I mean, yeah. I, I'm freaking out. My husband yeah. like, isn't that the coolest thing ever? And I'm like, oh my god, I have to teach him how to climb out of the ladder. Yeah. So, but he he was he, driven to the water. Like he was driven to the water, to and he did it by himself, and I didn't have to really teach him or anything. So then I was like, ooh, now I have to figure out really how to teach dogs who don't want to do this. Did he continually um like jump in and out on his own will? Or absolutely, and I did teach him how to climb out of the ladder, okay. so he could do it. He did it every single day that the pool was open. Uh, and that's it, why and he was so well conditioned. That's right, and and unfortunately, eventually. We got rid of the pool, which was very sad for him. Okay. But then I have a friend in Bolton, Massachusetts, who has a two-acre spread, and it ends on a pond, and she lets me train there. And so I bought him a she boat. She had the little dogs, right? Yeah, she has yeah. corpies. Yeah, she we trained with them. We, 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 we all go way back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so then you trained on the pond there. Okay. So I trained on the pond there. I bought him a boat. So I Darwin was the first dog you competed in this yes. exclusive – I feel like it's such an exclusive club. It, it, well, it, for the for, – these kinds of water trails, yeah. Yeah, I know. But it's like, like the, so the new Can, like, have, other breeds, like, watch Newfies and ha- attend? Oh, yeah. Newfies, Newfies. She was a national champion the first week she started. <laughs> Stop it. Newfies um, also have their own water trials as well. Oh, okay. So, so and, and that's... But they're more rare than this breed, right. too. Okay, right. so you, you competed with him, and then since Darwin, you've been training this with Portuguese water right. And when I was competing with him, I went to uh, Connecticut, uh, where they have a lot of training, and they have a lot of people who've been doing this for years and years and years. And the person I met was Deborah Lee Miller-Riley, and she's the one who started Canine Water Sports. Okay. Um, and I started training under her. Okay. And she has a unique method of training dogs who are a little bit hesitant about water. Because what happens is dogs... Um, a lot of dogs just go into the water and they don't have a problem. A lot of dogs do what Darwin did. Just jump into it, don't worry about it. Or jump off a boat, don't worry about it. But a lot of dogs freak out when you have to walk down a beach 
And then and their then feet suddenly lose the ground. Yeah. Their feet don't hit the ground. Yeah. And yeah. that's the freak out point. And many dogs stop there. That's that's the problem. So okay. she has this unique method to teach was dogs. Was this to get the stuff that was in the videos? Yes. No, okay. Is this the one with the place? The place? Yeah, we're gonna, yeah. Show, we're gonna show we're gonna show those videos. videos from years ago. Yeah, but yeah. I I, I edited ago. some. That's what I was doing this morning. Yeah. I edited some. So um is that to teach them to swim, not only just to have value to get on the platform? Yes. It's absolutely to teach them to get over that spot where your feet yeah. don't freak out spot anymore. yeah so well, swimming's a side effect of getting to the swimming platform. is a side effect of getting to the platform yeah. exactly it's mm-hmm. like that he's platform catching on so he doesn't want to be fired i know <laughs> i better participate because my time's limited here right so you make that platform so valuable and it's white so they can see it out you make it so valuable that they don't even think about what they're doing once they're like really used to going to that platform they just they're like platform is out there i'm going to go there because that's where i get steak or meatballs yeah chicken you're building a lot of value and you're not you're not necessarily shaping to it you're no. building value for it because there wasn't really shaping going on right. in the video there was some stuff okay. cool if you had tied in the pond it's low tide he doesn't run out there <laughs> and then the water just keeps coming up don't have up. to worry about that in a, pond. in a pond don't have to worry about that in a pond. all right let's show the so. video super quick and then kari can fill in the blanks just so people sure. know what the heck we're talking about so this is how they teach the dogs to swim and it is a brilliant method and i saw the value of the raise platform as i was editing these videos it's smart to get that when it exactly. first goes out there okay we're ready christy when you're ready so this is um this is epic who is one of the puppies i bred this is shelby she and used to be shelby. a former employee of ours yep <laughs> It's like old home week here. So we're just training the puppy to go to a platform. It's close to the water, but not at the water. Eventually, we scoot it closer. This is a raised platform that will be in the water at one point. And this is the value building to the platform. Yep. So you get rewarded for going on the platform. And she's bouncing back and forth here. Your videography was a bit off. But now we're going from the raised one to the flat one. Right. And, and she, then they get a little help off that life jacket too. Huh? Yeah. So the other thing, I never train a puppy without a life jacket. Um, a lot of people don't want to put a life jacket on a puppy. I never train one without a, so a so life jacket. It's like training wheels. Well, no, it's because a lot of dogs don't know how to stay level in the water. So mm-hmm. their butt sinks. And when right. their butt sinks, they, they flail. They yeah. flail. I just want to make the point now that the platforms are in the water. Right. Dog went on the raised platform. And then now it's the the less high platform and then it's right. a little bit farther out in the water so it is right. kind of a brilliant way to right there she is getting yep. on the platform in the water and so for this puppy that's almost swim height because mm-hmm. yeah she's, she's so small so, so, so young small. yeah but this is what we do and we just progress this and we get it further and further out and eventually we have ones that are as tall as this table is and then we'll send them to back and forth between those and so they then learn how to jump um, so that you're doing that on the, the the flat ground, not the water. No, that's in the water. Oh, okay. They're in the water. They're sunk in the water. They can just see the edge of the the. the so they're white. jumping out of the water onto a platform. So they 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 run. They like literally run down the beach. They swim over to the platform. They get on the platform, and then we have a second platform. We have them jump between the platforms. Oh, I and see. That, that is eventually <laughs> teaching them how to jump off a boat. Okay, I get it. So. I I'm like envisioning the dog swimming and then like having to jump up to a table no, this no, high no. on the platform, and I'm like that is very athletic. <laughs> no, no, the platform. Okay. So the really tall platforms are built with edges so the dogs can put their feet up okay. on the edge and then little and also we teach the people because ultimately this is going to be important for getting onto a boat to put their hand behind the dog's head like this and the dog will push off and just come right onto the platform by themselves oh, okay so nice. it's, it's like an opposition reflex yeah. if i put my head if i put my hand here and you have your paws here you just push back and yeah. then you lift up on the so edge. how far apart are the platforms that the dogs are jumping oh we can make them as far apart as we can get 
Um, so I know, event- like what's a really impressive so like twenty feet or so? Yeah, or- ten feet, twenty feet, etc. And eventually, we'll use those to train um, the highest level, which is the courier ball drop, which is a a nightmare. Exercise. So a dog is hmm. on a platform; they're not running. And they jump from one to another, and they can jump they twenty jump, feet. No, they, they jump, jump and into swim. the water. Yeah, see, he's got it. They're not jumping. They jump into it's the water. It's not a hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know the platform to platform. Yeah. So they. So if if there's a platform here and there's a yeah. platform here, they jump off of this platform. They swim to this one. Yeah. They get onto this one. Then they'll jump and they'll go back. So we teach them just to be very confident swimmers back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, they and. We are also teaching them that, you know, somewhere magically there might be a platform out there eventually. Okay. Um, so we do so much platform work that first year of training that they literally believe that there's platforms yeah. all over. Okay. And then you so can have one an inch under the water. And they can, they're like yeah. running kind of like off a dock, but they're landing on the platform to get the 20 feet, right? No. They're not running off the dock. They're dark. swimming. They're swimming between <laughs> These the These are two islands. <laughs> oh, they're swimming okay. between the islands. So there's no jumping. There's, well, they jump off, off the island. They're jumping off the island. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I got it. They're not waiting. There's not a beach on the on the platform. (laughs) Just because ultimately, in the in the actual after you get past the first two levels, which are off the beach, it's just retrieves off the beach. After you get those two levels, then you are boat. Then you're doing boat to boat. Can you have a platform in the boat? No. The, so the, plat- the back of the aid. boat, the back of the boat is a platform. You're oh, sitting is. on it, and the dog is sitting on it. The dog is not allowed to go anywhere inside the boat. But that's very similar to what they're training. Has exactly. Been. They're right exactly. on the little so platform. They're, the they're ready to go. Fl- they're on a wood platform that's usually got carpeting on it, and and everybody's happy. There might be a step if the, if you want to. So use if that. you go out with your dog recreationally boating, you got to make sure the damn dog doesn't jump off your boat. Well, unless you tell it to. Right. But, but if they have a lot of value, they're just looking out there for something to jump yeah, to. Right. They, right. they think that they right. see something white but out there. I mean, there's a lot of people who buy these dogs who have boats, who want them to jump off the boats and, mm-hmm. and yeah, have a go good swimming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So. All right. And you had an incident training in this sport with a Portuguese water dog recently that was pretty intense. Oh, this one. Well, this what one. happened with him? All right. Yeah. This yeah. is a good story. Let's talk about this. So, so um, I'm glad you're okay, by the way. I'm not trying to make light of it. <laughs> so, so I have this training group. So, uh, all of my puppy owners are invited to this training group um, that if they want to do water sports, I will help them train their dogs to do it. So we now have like, tw- and Shelby's part of this group as well. So she's one of, the- she's actually one of the trainers now. Oh, very good. Um, Shelby's so- a very, very good journey. She's exactly. a very good trainer. So, um, so we meet um, usually two to three times a week in the summertime and we train our dogs. Okay. Um, and now we, we started out with one boat. We now have three boats. We're so excited. Wow. And we have three platforms. We have so these, so- these boats are like a they're 14, footers, they're 10, 14, 12. 12 to 14 foot yeah. rowboats. Right, right. Um, and With then we, we build a platform that actually fits on the back of the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we get good rowers. We're training rowers right now. Um, and, and so at the level after the beach, you have one boat that's a major boat. Your dog is going to retrieve a bunch of things that are thrown off the side of the boat. They're going to tr- retrieve things that are far away. They're also going to transfer to another boat mm-hmm. and stay on that other boat while they get rowed away from you. And then you're going to be flinging things off of your boat and telling them to go get them. They have to stay until you wow, tell them. Oh, this is intense. So oh, you're doing a lot of directional work. You're doing a, a lot of directed, work. A lot of directional work. Yeah. And you can't have a lot of separation anxiety when the dog's swimming away no, <laughs> in their can. boat. Yeah. And you have to work on that with yeah, no, I know. I'm dogs. sure. All right. So nice tell us. Then, exactly. So then the courier level is the, the last level where you're actually working off of two boats. So the dog is jumping off of this boat and getting something from this boat or delivering something to this boat and like then bringing rum. it back. Just like they would have done. Yeah. Like yeah. a rum like nip. A exactly. nip. Okay. No, like a big net <laughs> yeah. or Maybe. something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell us, tell us your story because this so, is crazy. So um, 
We have several trials in this area per year. Um, we have one in Maine. Um, I missed that because uh, my dog was having a litter, so I okay. had to be home for that litter. We're exit one next time you exactly. come to Maine. Give me a text. Okay. We'll, we'll have you and over have, for Well, uh, they were like day-old puppies. A sit-down. So, so. I know. Next trial in Maine. I'm just saying. Oh, we're exit oh. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like, this is Scarborough. <laughs> I'm this sending the Scarborough information. Yeah. So we're, we're a pee stop, coffee stop. There, there we go. go. All right. So then... Um, so I missed that one, and I was training a dog for courier, and I was training him for uh, for apprentice, which is the beach one. Um, and so the next one was in September, early September, um, okay. September, I want to say 9th or 10th, something like that. So, um, and that was in Connecticut. So my classes started September 7th, mm-hmm. uh, 8th, no, they started September 6th. I had September 7th off, then I had to teach September 8th, and then the trial was 9th and 10th. Right? She's talking about her classes for college. For, uh, yeah. Okay, get, year. To the, get to the good stuff, will uh, you? <laughs> so, I, so Shelby was there training for courier, and I had another person there training for working, and then I was training for apprentice. And Shelby had an appointment, so she left and abandoned me. And the other person was supposed to stay and help do the final cleanup because this was the final training session. And then we have to go pull markers and we have to do all this other junk. We have to get it all stored away. Yeah, She left too. So So this is just a good safety precaution with the sport. Don't let everybody leave. And this is at my friend's house. And my friend was at home working um, with her, with her significant other, but apparently they have so soundproof their house. They can't hear anything. So, um, or you're I, just not as loud as I am. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty loud. Trust me, I'm pretty loud. All right. So um, we had finished our training. I had taken him for a little row around the pond, and we had picked up all the markers, and I was taking the third marker up to pack it away. He was with me. I was wet. He was wet. Um, I'm coming out of the shed. We're restoring all this stuff, and that dog just nails me from behind and makes me slide down the ramp, and I slam my shoulder. Like into jumps on you. N- Rams into me. Oh, okay. Just hit the back of your knees. Just hit the back of my knees. Exactly. Yeah. He's got it. He's yeah. got it today. And you collapsed. So, <laughs> so I, I, no, I slid down a ramp and smashed my shoulder into a metal door and broke it. And That's then I crazy. Was, yeah, and I was down flat on the ground. And, and like, and I don't like know if what ever, was going on with him. And because, the dog oh, said, let he, me bring you something. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you look injured. Let, let me tell you, I do curse. And so I cursed him up one side and down the other, so he ran away. <laughs> oh, okay. So now she's, she's without dog. Uh, without dog. Busted shoulder. Dog is running around um, and, and doing whatever. And it's a two-acre spread. And, um, and I'm screaming for help because I can't get up. Because, like, literally, yeah. like if you've ever broken your shoulder – you can't move. You don't, or, well, you can move, but you don't really want to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so how did this whole situation end? Cause this is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I had to get him back first. I realized I, I had to get him back first. So I had to be nice to him and mm-hmm. coax him back. And then I had to get him to jump over my body and get into the shed and just lie down. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Okay. So now so, streak is in the shed lying down and how did you get saved? So then it, it took a while before I decided that maybe I could roll over onto my right side and pull myself up with the other door, which I did. And then, then I was in a sitting position, but then I had to figure out how do I get from a sitting position to a standing position when I can't really use one whole side of my mm-hmm. body. This is so, why people need to do yoga. Yeah, or they get the and, little med alert. Thing yeah, except my phone was down by the I've boat. Fallen, my, I can't get up. And, and I don't have one of those stupid Apple watches, but my phone was down by the boat. Okay. So it, that took a little while. I finally figured out how to get up. I went down to the boat and I called for help. And, and I had been like screaming for help, but like literally nobody heard me. Yeah. So. But I mean, you were like laid up for a bit down so there. So did you write to the emergency room or what? Yeah. So my friend. <laughs> going to get a laugh. So my friend came down because she was at home and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe all this happened. She came down and I'm like, you need to give him a bath or he's going to 
or he's going to get a skin infection. <laughs> so she of course. Priority. Yeah, first, first and foremost. So she gave him a bath um, and dried him off and put him into uh, my car's crate. And then I said, you know, you need to call my husband. He needs to come and get the dog. Um, and then your significant other needs to drive our other car back to my house. Um, so that was all arranged. And then she worked on getting me to a hospital, right? Crazy. And at the hospital, they were like, you broke your shoulder. And I'm like, okay, are you talking about my scapula or are you talking about my humerus? And they're like, oh, clavicle. you seem to know. Or, or, then, uh, that would have been another option. And they're like, oh, you seem to know your bones. <laughs> and so then they told me I broke the head of the humerus. Oh, my so, gosh. So, yeah. <sighs> so it, it's, it can be a little dangerous and don't dangerous. train alone. So do you always have to bathe the dogs afterward? Another um, reason not to get a Portuguese water. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't always have to bathe them afterwards, but I've always found that if you do bathe them afterwards, or if you get, um, a lot of us carry a bottle that's vinegar water, mm -hmm. and we'll splash it on the underside, because if they're sitting in a car in a crate and driving long distances, yeah, yeah. it just sort of like festers yeah, and gets yeah, gross. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's like that doodly kind of coat And they get too. yeast infections or staph yeah, infections, yeah. and so like if you throw vinegar on them, or if you do something, it it prevents okay. them. Okay. So. Wow. Crazy. This is so much. I'm learning so yeah. much. All right. Um. Is there anything we missed about well, the breed? Well, we missed the, uh, the wrist break. Yeah, we that, that in Barn Hunt. That, I did that in Barn Hunt, but that oh. was at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and I okay. did that with his mother. That's another, that's another <laughs> podcast. I can only deal with one Kari injury and one sport at a time. Anything else about Portuguese water dogs or breeding them or this um, sport that we missed that's important? They're actually important? fun to breed. Um, they, they're pretty hardy. Uh, the females are How many good. litters have you had by now? Um, this is my, this, this is litter E. So this is my fifth litter. Okay, again... Don't breed them recreationally. No, they're not no. fun for everyone, but no. if you're committed to the breed and you're doing things with the breed, then they're fun to breed. How many puppy clients have broken bonds? So, we get <laughs> so far, none. So far, none. Um, Shelby might be the closest who could do it because she does fly ball and she does agility and she does, you know, she does water and she does all the other crazy things. Yeah. So. Okay. But yeah. So but breeding them is fun. You enjoy the puppies. The um, puppies are a blast to raise, except for this litter was not fun to raise, but the, because I had a litter on the ground when I broke this arm and they were five weeks old oh, okay. um, so they, they weren't That's so a much lot. fun to raise but yeah. usually they're fun to raise because they're very active puppies and you can start training them. I usually have them clicker trained by six weeks and I usually, nice. usually um, now trained, when you have both arms they're trained to retrieve and they're trained to do stuff they go on all kinds of surfaces they're cool. kind of like pre-agility nice. prepped yeah. Um, but yeah so they're, they're fun and, and they're you fun enjoy puppies. that Akari's got that education in her and that background yeah. in her and yeah, all that when do you um, get them out of the um Life jackets. Uh, I never take mine out of the life jacket until they trial. So I, I, they're in a life jacket until they trial. And then they go out um, there, and all of a sudden they're like, "Holy shit! I'm, well, not, I'm not floating." No, no, no. They're actually they're like, "Wow, I can really move." A lot more fast. freedom. Yeah, they. Yeah, so, it's like taking so off the chains. The the life jacket is drag. It's like literally drag. So mm -hmm. I'm building. If I leave him in a life jacket all summer long, they're, they're making muscles, man. Yeah. yeah. And they're really getting good at it. And then you take it off, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can motor." Yeah. So. So Shelby's dog is really fast. All my dogs are really fast in the water because of that. Yeah, cool. we, we use them too. I, well, I use them with my Malinois because he gets so into the act of retrieving in the water that he could get out there and get I'll himself. Just, in I'll a, just say yes. He's too fatigued. He, yes. And not, if he can't find it, he won't come back. He has to find yeah. his item. Well, you Things remember, like you guys remember Uda, right? Mm -hmm. My border yeah. collie. So my border collie would go out and literally she would stay out until she drowned. Yeah. So yeah. she was always in a yeah. jacket. Just for and, safety. But she was great because Darwin, there's one exercise in the apprentice one where 
um, you leave the dog on the beach, you go into what would be swim depth for the dog, and the dog has to come into you and swim with you for two minutes. And the dogs think that this is the stupidest exercise. And most of us think it's a stupid exercise too, because it's pointless. So I was like, you're just swinging, swimming back and forth. Yeah. And we're like, you know, I know fishermen, they don't know how to swim. If anything, the dog would be dragging their sorry butts back to the shore right. uh, in, a, in a life ring, right? So... So all of us think this is a terrible exercise. And the dog thinks it's a terrible exercise too. So they get out there and they swim and they swim and they're like, this is pointless. I'm coming back in. And they can, they, when they want to come in, they can haul butt right yeah, back yeah, yeah. in. So you always fail this exercise. So Darwin failed this exercise. I can't even tell you how many times. And finally, when I had Uda, I was like, oh, well, I have this crazy dog who will stay out here and swim for hours. Yeah. And so I just went out with her and I, I left him on the beach and I'm like, you want to come in? Come in. You don't want to come in? Don't come in. And he got so angry after a half an hour of sitting on the beach, got so angry that oh, he was still he out went there. In, out he of came jealousy. in and he stayed in for yeah. 20 minutes and then we passed. <laughs> That's so. so funny. I love that. All right. Thank you so much, Kari, for coming on. Streak is being such a good boy. Um, we're going to have him in the thumbnail so you can see him. Um, but if you guys are not familiar there with Portuguese water dogs or this water sport, um, check it out. This is maybe something uh, to try. What's the one that's open to all breeds? What's it called? Canine Water Sports. Canine Water Sports. All right. And there'll be links in the description for all this too. Kari, it's so good to see you again. Yeah, Thank you nice for joining you us too. here today. And um, you guys, if you need anything from us, you know where to find us. You can email us at studio at thequirkydog.com. If you need a Portuguese water uh, dog, I have a friend here to contact. And uh, we will see you next week. And in the meantime, keep, keep it quirky. Bye, guys. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.